Okay already. Enough with the hand-wringing, the outrage, and the complaints. I think I've got it figured out. The answer to Wellfleet's problems. As many Wellfleet residents will readily admit, we're ashamed of the clown show that appears in the headlines every week. Grants refused, staff resignations, select board animosity, unruly meetings. This past week, a speak-out was held to give residents a chance to vent, and the crowd, in person and via Zoom, exceeded the attendance of an annual town meeting. Management consultants diagnosed breakdowns in communication. Retirees pleaded for civility. Businessmen asserted that no company was ever run as poorly. Some even suggested that the Commonwealth should put the town under state receivership. But one longtime resident just sighed and said he'd seen it all before. And I actually agree. Most towns run smoothly for years, but have the tendency to blow up from time to time. Whereas Provincetown seems to be humming along these days, it wasn't that long ago that a former police chief went ballistic in a local bar when the waitstaff played a hip-hop song he thought was critical of the cops. If I remember correctly, the chief, the town manager, and a selectman left town after public outrage. Truro makes the headlines with voter registration issues and fights about affordable housing. And Wellfleet, there's nothing new about controversy in Wellfleet. I can remember when the entire town was up in arms when the select board fired a town administrator for being too popular. When a board member decided to direct traffic. And again, when the chairman decided to locate a massive industrial trash burning factory on a quiet country road. We sometimes forget that all select board members are just volunteers. There is a 250-page guide to the roles and responsibilities of select board members in Massachusetts, but nobody is required to read it. I've come to believe that the majority of select board members are well-meaning citizens whose jobs are made impossible by a small minority of self-centered, egomaniacal, attention-seeking, cognitively challenged, big-headed narcissists. So, why not discover who they are before we elect them? And therein lies my suggestion. Cognitive tests for public officials. I would never profess to be a clinical psychologist, but I am wondering if potential select people shouldn't take a short personality test to determine if they're fit to serve. All questions would be strictly impersonal and, in fact, based solely on the specific work selectmen are asked to do. For instance, Question 1. When the clock strikes midnight and the board has already been arguing for four hours, the best remedy is A. Table the discussion. B. Double down on the importance of your argument. C. Start screaming so the others understand how stupid they are. Question 2. Among five members of the board, you are A. 
one member among equals. B, someone who really cares deeply for the town. C, obviously the smartest person in the room. Question three. Compromise is A, a good way to move forward. B, a way for everyone's point of view to be included. C, only for weaklings and losers. Question four. The citizens of the town. A, often have creative ideas. B, ought to be heard out before making decisions. C, are airheads who have no idea what's really going on. And question five. When other members of the board speak, A, listening to them is important. B, it's time to take notes so that you can destroy their ideas when it's your turn. Or C, it's a really good opportunity to check your phone. A simple test like this would pretty much weed out the arrogant purists who drive our towns into the ground. I don't know if it's legal, but we certainly have to do something. The only other option I can think of is running the town by artificial intelligence. Because you can't always count on electing people who have enough of the real thing. I'm Ira Wood, and that's my opinion.